Okay, so we got this Quicksilver episode. What do we What do we got for like a a cold open? Anything? Uh, I don't just do something quick. <laughs> something quick. Out of a gun. But seriously, what are we? We gonna... don't have time. This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero issues coming podcast. Zero issues coming podcast. Excelsior! Welcome to the show, one and all. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Uh, my name is Kyle, and I can't wait to get started on this one. Uh, my name's Bry, and uh, I'm going to take it at a leisurely pace, I think. I'm Merc, and <laughs> I'll take For the love time. of God. I'm just going to cut it all out. <laughs> <laughs> make like Dave Coulier and cut it out. Let's uh, Let's get to the news quick. Zoom, zoom. Current Zero News Flash. Okay, first and foremost, uh, number one news story. There is a petition for uh, Sony to re-release Morbius into the theaters for a third time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this time I'll go. I don't think we talked too much about this situation already, but it was like they re-released it uh, like a couple of weeks ago because everyone was just like memeing it online. And it's like they thought they were serious. It's amazing. And it bombed again. It's yeah, the movie's yeah. so great. We thought it would never come out, but now it keeps coming out. It keeps bombing. It's great. <laughs> this is the best thing. I'm very excited. How many times can we get them to do it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep it going. Keep it going. They'll make a sequel. They will have them say it's Morbin time. But at that point, no one will care anymore, and it's going to bomb so catastrophically hard. It's going to just be the biggest failure like the biggest disaster in movie history and then that becomes funny and then it becomes funny again and then it just keeps going morbius the new ishtar yeah absolutely so uh i'm i'm thrilled i i cannot wait for that third re-release third release (laughs) they'll do it um on that note uh sony is i'm talking re-releases right yeah they're re-releasing into theaters uh a successful movie uh so spider-man no way home there's an extended cut uh called it called the more fun stuff version uh so it's like an extended or director's cut or whatever coming to theaters september 2nd please give us more money version yeah exactly like literally it's like ah i got this like literally movie on my shelf right now but there's going to be another version coming out now too into theaters i'm like i get that like I i can understand it because like post well, not really post-COVID, it's still happening, really. Um, but I mean, like, post, like, restrictions and shutdowns and stuff like that, and ha- the n- big effect that had on movies for, like, a couple of years. I, I, yeah, they're gonna give in to, like, oh, did this thing make all the money? Let's just milk it. Let's just milk it as far yeah. as we can. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're gonna keep doing that, but, uh, you know, I could I could use more, I could use more uh, Toby and Andrew. We all could. Yeah, yeah. what the hell, yeah. why not? I, di- I disagree. We got nothing else coming out, so let's just bring out a couple of oldies. We need By a victory oldies, lap. I mean, you know, six to eight months old. Yeah. And Morbius. Yeah. Yeah. Another bit of news. Uh, is another thing. Oh, it's, it's a sequel that's coming out. Kevin Smith uh, did the Masters of the Universe uh, Revelation uh, that was for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been announced that he's doing Revolution now, a second part to that. I don't know if I, either of you watched that. I 
Uh, I saw parts of it. I, I enjoyed it. There was that and then another one, a different Masters. Yeah, there's, there's like a more is... kid-friendly one that like is also out right now. One. Yeah. yeah. With designs that are very... Mm. Yeah, they re- the designs really bothered me on the other one, but... Yeah. Um, it didn't didn't grab me, but I did enjoy the Kevin Smith one. I, I thought it was fun. And and coming coming in two years' time, Masters of the Universe Revolution. <laughs> Everyone yeah. gets real slippery. <laughs> and then two years two years after that, Matrix Four. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? What else is going on? Marvel. Marvel is officially skipping San Diego Comic Con this year. Yeah, weird. Which is which is kind of a. Like I I uh, but it is kind of a weird thing. Explain Not, why you get it. Uh, because they are part of Disney now, and Disney does their thing. They have D twenty three in September, which is really not long. It's like whatever a month after. Yeah. Uh, the San Diego Comic Con, and so that's going to be their focus of like, it, they just want to control the narrative. They want to be like, we're at here, and this is where we announce these things, instead of being part of like a bigger thing where everybody else can take Sim- some similar away to from uh. Here. Similar to Nintendo sort of stepping back from, from E3 and doing their right. Nintendo Direct things where, yeah, very, actually very similar. I'm smart. Right. <laughs> I, you know, there's a couple of ways to look at that, I guess. I mean, like, it's sort of a tradition, as it were, but it's it's also like Comic-Con is so, I think we've, we talked about this sort of in the preamble before we started recording, but um, Comic-Con is just about the movies increasingly in other media projects and stuff like that so i mean if some of that's getting taken out like is marvel pulling out of it as in like marvel as in like marvel studios is it like marvel as a whole i i don't know all i all that it was said was marvel is skipping san diego mm. comic-con this year like they gotta have something like like they're like what whatever percentage of the comic business you can't have mm-hmm. them not be at the biggest comic-con yeah. in the world yeah or well, again, they're or working. can you Maybe they're giving comics more of a thing at the Disney thing, though, and maybe like they'll actually, you know, I would like it would it would be best, I think, for the industry if like comic stuff got pushed more than like movies and video games and stuff yeah. like that again. Yeah. But ugh. or maybe they because it's not like people who work for Marvel aren't going to be at San Diego, right? Oh, of their course, own booths and their own thing. So it yeah. would, might just be no official. Here's Marvel with their booth. And here's right. Marvel doing announcements. It might not be that, but of course, like whatever artists and writers and whoever are all going to be there doing their own thing. That's bread and butter for a lot of people. Yeah, like they absolutely. they need that. You know what I mean? Like that's a big thing <laughs> for people that are actually doing creative work and not getting uh, paid huge amounts of money and uh, maybe get yeah, five thousand yeah, yeah. dollars. Maybe they get five thousand dollars when their uh, comic turns into a yeah. multi-billion-dollar franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Also, speaking of uh, actual comics and comic writing, Bruce Campbell, the Woo! big old lovable yeah. goof, Bruce Campbell himself, is writing, uh, like, he's done a couple of uh, comic series already, like, often dealing with, like, Ash versus the Evil Dead and, and right. that sort of stuff. Um, he's doing Sergeant Rock, and I don't think it's, it's not Sergeant Rock versus the Evil Dead. I don't know if they have Evil Dead in the title, but it's like... It's uh, Army of the Dead. Is it Army of the Dead? Okay. Yeah, Sergeant oh, Rock versus uh, the Army of the Dead. So it's a six-issue series. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's the blurb. The story begins in Berlin. The Nazis are flanked on all fronts by the combined Allied forces, and defeat seems inevitable. In a last-ditch effort to turn the tide of the war, Hitler and his team of evil scientists create a serum that resurrects the dead soldiers, creating an army of the dead even stronger than they were in life. Sergeant Rock, 
hero of the European theater, and his easy company find themselves dispatched into enemy enemy territory to face off against the strangest, most horrific enemies they've ever encountered. Uh, Nazi zombies. Nombies. Zombie nombies. No zombie. Yeah. That sounds fun. And I'm sure it's like a limited series or something, right? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. yeah it's a six-issue series. The art is by Eduardo Risso. Ooh. So. I, I like Eduardo Risso's work. I uh, I might have to... All right, I went from interested, obviously, Bruce Campbell, to... Uh, Very still, interested. Still interested, still quite interested. I'm, uh, I, might have to, I might have to pick this up. To Pinterested, where you... I don't know how Pinterest really works. Well, you just you post Nobody you does. post uh, covers uh, with no with no credit. Uh, yeah. I think. and then you and yeah. then you put that in little groups, and then people can look at it. And if somebody's like, "Oh, I want to save this photo because it's a cool photo," you can't. Uh, yeah. and that's it. It's that's the, the most experience. annoying platform yeah. ever. It's, it's really just dumb, ridiculously. Yeah. Like you try to like, I'm going to click this to get more information. You're not though. Like there's nothing nope. else. It's just like yeah. it looks like I, it looks like you're going to be able to like follow this somewhere else, and it goes on like this. Another announcement. I think we knew a little bit about this, but it's been officially announced. Uh, Jinji Ito. Uh, there's a horror anthology that's coming to Netflix. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not going to be till like 2023. Which sounds so far away, but we're in 2020, 2022. We're halfway uh, through. It's it's. How did we? How did that happen? I don't even understand. I don't understand years anymore. It's been a horrible garbage year, and that's even uh, that's even it's by been, recent standards. Yeah, garbage. It's been like years. really really um, crappy. So I mean, like, yeah. part of me is like, yes, yes, get through this year quicker. The other part of me is just being like, eh, if recent record, if. If recent uh, history holds, 2023 is going to be even worse, too, so I don't even know what to expect. The world just burst into flames. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, Genji Ito Maniac, Japanese Tales of the Macabre. Uh, There's 20 horror stories apparently involved. Um, I don't think they've really stated what stories they're they're. Yeah, I know know ones that I want. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. But And I think, uh, Kyle, you were saying something about, is this a race? Yeah, uh, so I, I looked it up because they've been working on a, an Uzumaki uh, adaptation for Adult Swim for what seems like years at this point. It got delayed uh, two, maybe three times. Uh, it will be coming out in October, this October. Really? So it's going to win unless it gets Yay! delayed again. Yeah. And they, they've released a little bit of footage from it and it looks it looks spot on. Really? So, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's black and white, and it's got it just it looks great. I am not horribly versed in uh, Jinji Ito stuff, but that one that's the first one that I discovered, and that is the single most terrifying comic book I have ever read. Oh, yeah, beautifully done, beautifully yeah. done. Oh, yeah. like incredible. Um, yeah, I'm really this is a good trend actually. I'm uh I'm I'm enjoying this, and I, like really trying to capture that exact experience and art style like it's pretty cool it's pretty cool Mm. all right so if we're going to continue the trend of of things that bry is interested in and will like (laughs) hey hey bry you know how uh we did that that fix the penguin episode and you said he should be you know sort of an eco-terrorist you know uh yeah sort of like you know penguins being in danger you know stuff like yeah yeah yeah. sort of like playing into his personality different angle yeah 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 Yeah. i remember yeah well apparently chip zadarsky thought so too what batman issue 125 which is coming out uh july 5th so pretty soon 
uh, is starting a, a penguin arc where he becomes a in in the the releases that I've read at least a quote unquote woke eco terrorist. So, but give Bry money, Chip, 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 and then what, Sherry comes also... in with a bowl of chips. Huh? Oh, <laughs> that'd be really that'd be great actually. But I mean, like, or just crunching. one big chip. The crunching, just a gigantic chip. Like, you know, like, sometimes there's a really big chip in that bag. Like, that potato yeah, is a big yeah. potato mm-hmm. in the middle. Got cut so perfectly. Yeah. I'll take one of those. Uh, we'll also take a, an interview with Chip Zdarsky as, uh, to make amends for this this terrible, yeah. terrible uh, situation. Um, and uh, we're both Canadian. We're all Canadian here. And I think mm-hmm. he's got to help us out by uh, being on the podcast for an interview about, uh, a very uncomfortable interview about how he stole... Uh, my idea. <laughs> how dare you, Chip? I've always loved you, I like you, how Chip. you're, like, you're oscillating between, like, it's cool and also you. I'm mad. Yeah, how dare you, you bastard. You got Zdarsky'd. Yep. I love you. I, I've got that issue. I've got that issue uh, on my pull list already. I've got a Jim Lee variant cover of uh, the first issue uh, uh, pre-ordered. Uh... And I'm going to, like, ooh, settle in to, like, read this issue and get mad all over again. It's great. I'm, so, I'm and very just take excited. notes about how angry you are. The whole yeah, time. exactly. I mean, yeah. apparently and there's I'll, only so many things you can do with the penguin. Three. Three things. Yep. <laughs> That's so. one down. Now they got to go through uh, Kyle's suggestion and my suggestion. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, well. In mine, I believe he gets hot. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Chip Zdarsky to write that. He gets hot. Hot yeah. penguins. The Jim Lee cover for that is going to rule. All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on. We'll talk to you soon, Chip. <laughs> we probably will not, but maybe. Chip? That'd be cool. That'd be neat. Chip? Come on. I've heard him on other podcasts. Chip, you're not too good for us, Chip. <laughs> Chip! Welcome to the warm-up. Uh, okay, so for the warm-up, um, regarding hot superheroes and villains, uh, this the sun's out, you know, everyone's having a good time, it's been quite warm recently, it's summertime mm-hmm. is, uh, is here, or almost here, uh, and in honor of that, I wanted to go through a very brief history of a wonderful, uh, or just tacky, uh, maybe gross tradition of, of comic books that we don't Are see Are you doing what I anymore. think you're doing? We're doing uh, the history of the comic book swimsuit special. You Yay! are! Oh my god! Beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely. I thought this might be... I was. I, I literally, I was trying to come up with a warm-up issue literally last night, and we're outside, and it's nice and stuff, and we're just talking about summer stuff, and... Uh, you know, Sherry mentioned, Nightcrawler like, teleported in with a couple hot dogs. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Sherry's just like, what about like superheroes, like something hot tub related? I'm just like, I that's I don't think there's anything there, but swimsuits. Ah, so here we go. Yeah. So uh, let me set the scene. It was uh, to start off like swimsuit issues, obviously most famously Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues, which are still a thing. Occasionally weirdos on the Internet who used to be professors get very mad because they don't find certain swimsuit uh, models attractive. This is still happening in uh, 2022. Uh, But it started in the 60s. I think it might have been 1964 they had a special, something like that, Sports Illustrated. It just became like a very regular thing, obviously. Yeah. So at some point, the 80s were were a fun time. Everybody was on a lot of cocaine. Um, Mm -hmm. And everybody was... Even in grade school. I was on cocaine in grade school. Even in the womb. Uh, in, yeah. <laughs> oh my god 
little tiny little mirror in there. <laughs> yeah. Rolling up dollar bills. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is upsetting in a lot of ways. Um, it was I mean, a $2 like the culture, bill because it was the 80s. Sur- surf culture, beach culture was all the rave. You had Baywatch, you know what I mean? Everybody was, uh, it, everything was very hairspray, big hair, like increasingly unnatural bodies. Everybody was so, so horny. And <laughs> it must be said that nobody, nobody was hornier now or then than uh, comic book fans and comic book artists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. And Star Fox. And I I think the first time this happened, so there was a a, sort of a magazine called Amazing Heroes uh, published by Fantagraphics, which was sort of like, you know, it dealt with comic book news and reviews and stuff like that. It was kind of like the black and white kind of like comic book magazine, like pre-Wizard. It was sort of a thing like that. Um, so they did, they put out a swimsuit issue. It was like issue number 115, I think, of Amazing Heroes in April 1987. There might have been something predating this, but this is sort of, uh, I think that's the, the first thing I saw of note. Um, so that might have been the kind of the first thing. And uh, so, yeah, again, the cover was by Kevin Nolan of like Wonder Woman in a swimsuit. And then they, they had like just a ton of artists, like the sheer amount of artists that were involved in these things. And they would, they would draw like actual comic characters, but I think there was something, you know, it was, it was treated like a, like a magazine commentating on stuff. So I think they kind of got away with it because, you know, nowadays, I don't think you get away with that now if you use the actual copyrighted character, like trademark characters. Um, But they did at the time because there was a lot of like artists that were actually working for those companies and it might've been taken as a parody or whatever. It was a different time. Yeah. Um, so there were black and white pinups. Uh, they had, again, Kevin Nolan. They had uh, other stuff. I think in the first issue alone, Bill Sienkiewicz, Mike Grell, uh, Jaime Hernandez, uh, Fred Hembeck, uh, Daniel Close, <laughs> Colleen Duran, Ty Templeton. Um, it, and, and there was a lot of, like, small press indie folks too where i'm like oh okay i sort of recognize that name or some people i'm just like i don't know what this is like there would have been like you know it was also during the black and white indie boom so i think a lot of people were just doing like pinup versions of their own characters along with because it was like an unofficial kind of like small press fantagraphic yeah kevin eastman with a very very sexy casey jones (laughs) the sexiest um Mm -hmm. and then it, it went on it sort of became an annual thing uh from that point on i think until like 93 so they ha- would have an annual one. They had other issues like Adam Hughes did a lot of stuff for that. Surprising no one. Uh, Steve Rude, yeah. <laughs> Dave Cockerham, Brian Stelfreeze, uh, Stuart and Catherine Imminen, which is cool. I kind of want to mm, find yeah. what that was. Uh, Stan Sakai of interest to me. So I'm like, is there going to be like, you know, Miyamoto Usagi and like a thong in here? I'm not ready for this. <laughs> Mike Allred. Like so many great artists who've like done such amazing stuff like both before and after this it's it's wild it kind of makes me want to like find these if that's possible in, in a in a in a weird way and um so you know of course marvel noticed that this was going on and like we're just gonna do this too so i think it was a, a 1991 there was like marvel illustrated the swimsuit issue and it had like a very horny she hulk cover Everything mm-hmm. was very horny. And at first it was very, like, because they had these these comics that was, almost seemed like they were, like, these these magazines, like Marvel Illustrated, etc., that were kind of, like, magazine parodies with fake ads and stuff like that. They would have, like, yeah. Marvel yeah. heroes doing the ads. Uh, you know, some related, some not, like, fake interviews and articles. Like, it was, like, a Sports Illustrator. It was, like, some, like, prestige magazine. And, uh, yeah, and for a couple of years there, it was actually pretty fun because they had all these, like, very 
full color, kind of sometimes like painted, like really, really nice, uh, nicely made, um, you know, pinups, basically like these cheesecake pinups. Um, and then it kind of just sort of degraded past that point. They did swimsuit issues through to 1995, I think was the last time they did. So it wasn't quite as long, okay. but it sort of like over time, they kind of lost that, uh, kind of that magazine parody. Yeah, yeah, like, you know what I mean? There was a certain, like, trying to be, like, a prestige magazine and trying to be, like, a, kind of an in-universe version of what this would be. And then it kind of just got more ridiculous and more gratuitous. And there's there was it was less clever. Like, there was there's a lot of stuff that's been made the rounds. Like, they had, like, uh, there's one of, like, the Punisher wearing, like, like a Speedo with a big skull yes. symbol on it and stuff like that. I mean, Very... that's pretty fun to me. It's very fun. No, it's super fun. Like, it, it was, um... Yeah, it, but it sort of just sort of petered out, and they got it seemed they got less clever about it, and they got a little more like just trying to like be a cheap cash in that people will buy and stuff, and then it kind of just died off. And around mid the mid nineties, and I mean obviously the mid nineties were um, a great time for comics, and uh, that oh yeah a, oh yeah that might have factored into why like all these these silly stunt things might have been like okay let's just cut this out and just focus on you know give it a glow in the dark cover exactly yeah exactly. Things that won't work. Stuff came out. Like, there was other ones. Like, there's plenty of, like, Lady Death ones, of course, and, like, Aspen comics from, like, Mike of Turner. Course. Image and Wildstorm in the 90s, for sure. Um, It still lives. There's, like, a something called a Small Press Swimsuit Spectacular, I think, which was really kind of maybe... I forget who published that, but it was more, like, small press, like, indie stuff trying to get on get in on that, which is... I, that yeah. I'm kind of cool with. There's some cheeky funny stuff where like this has no place existing but that's the joke um yeah <laughs> and to this day the i think the only people kind of really doing it in more recent years you have like well you know xenoscope who does like uh grim fairy tales which is just cheesecake oh, surprise, to begin surprise with. Yeah. yeah a swim a swimsuit issue of that feels like you know what's a, like why like you, you do need yeah, to every it's issue just a, a regular issue, issue. <laughs> and they Udon, just took all the dialogue balloons out yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, there you go. And Udon with their Street Fighter swimsuit specials, because they do stuff like that a lot. Which I think is, you know, yeah, they bring a certain level of, uh, they 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 go for it. I mean, it's it's kind of what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not buying them, but uh, I can see the appeal, I guess. And that's just, you know, I just wanted to give a brief history of this, this kind of flash-in-the-pan thing that was a thing. And I feel like Marvel has tried to... And it was such a thing. It was such yeah, a thing. You know what? I got to say that I I tried to, as we were doing the Zoom call, I just stepped away for a second yeah. to look at my... And I, was, I have Illustrator. I have, though. I have, I think, all of those. Nice! And I was trying to find it. And I'm like, I don't know where it is. It's in a box somewhere. I thought I had it on the shelf somewhere, but I don't see it. But there, I just recently... Did you check that. between your mattresses? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got he's got a little personal safe in, in his studio there that just says, yeah. like... Like, warning, horny, and uh, you yeah. only yeah. open that if you're break in a certain... And, break glass in case of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was that, and then, like, you, the way you were talking about it, like, it was a magazine, and it had, like, the fake interviews and ads yeah. and stuff. There was also, concurrently, they had, like, the Marvel Year in Review magazines. Yes. As well. That totally played Similar off that. that. It was, like, Time magazine. Yeah. They, there was a couple of those sort of things, and it was, like, all coming out at the same time. All of a sudden, that one year, within that one year or two, there was a bevy of those sort of things coming out. Like, early nineties, like ninety one, kind of like late eighties to early nineties was like peak this stuff. And I, you know, I miss it. Like, but I miss it. Like, 
I think that there's a there's a lot of there's room to do this. I think Marvel has sort of announced that they were going to bring back like a Marvel Summer Special and stuff that's not quite the same that it got canceled and. I feel like there's an interest to sort of do stuff like this again, but they never quite go for it. And I'm like, go for the yeah. full parody thing. I mean, like, it's not the 90s anymore, but yeah. hell, just put it out and pretend it is the it, 90s. It's like they focus so much on the movies and all that stuff now that it's like the comic is like, well, we have these wines. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to play outside of that box. Like, you've got money, like more money than God. Just. Yeah, Play and you and you're still doing annuals that are that are pointless. Yeah. So just make your annuals into into something fun like this. Yeah, yeah. and and frankly, I'll say right now, if dark we had a our dark horse episode uh, a little while ago. Dark horse needs to take the lead on this. Dark horse needs to do a dark horse swimsuit spectacular with uh, whatever whatever appropriate characters they have at the moment. <laughs> Hellboy in a thong, Abe Sapien yep. in a thong, in the same thong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the same time. People, people. I mean, like Shape of Water came out a, a number a number of years ago, but people are ready for sexy Abe Sapien. They're ready. So, I mean, like, what are you doing, Dark Horse? Get on it. Yuck. And that's it. <laughs> All right. What the f- All right. So this is uh this is one of our recurring uh sort of main topics. Uh, this is one where we take a character who. Maybe isn't the best, maybe isn't the most interesting character or the most highly respected or whatever. I think we started with Gambit. Uh yeah. yeah to to give to give you an idea of, of what level of character we're looking at. Uh and this week we're talking about Quicksilver. Everybody needs Gambit. <laughs> ninth favorite everybody's ninth favorite speedster. Yeah. <laughs> Tenth for me. The way I look at him, he's like the perpetual two note dick. Like he's yeah, I'm oh, yeah. fast and I'm a dick. Like that's yeah. his character. That's his entire right. character. Oh, and I also have a sister. But mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. Like, um, but they like, focus on that too much sometimes. One might say, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we won't get the point it. where he can't really be a full character. Yeah, yeah. I, I to this day the best the best maybe you know I think of like great Quicksilver stories or like good representations of Quicksilver. And I mean, like, what do you jump to the, 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 the therapy issue of X factor, I guess, like number 87, where he, they all get therapy from doc Samson. You sort of get into his head a bit is, uh, is, but it's mostly just, again, he's a dick. He's, he's arrogant and impatient yeah. and a dick. And it sort of tries to get a little deeper than that, I suppose. But yeah, like it often just feels like they don't know what to do with him, which, you know, what is fair. And and he's been around so long, and he's done yeah. so much stuff. He's he's you know he, he was he was a longtime Avenger. Uh, he was a longtime X Factor member. Uh, he was originally a villain. Like all the stuff with the Inhumans. There's there's a bunch of stuff you could do with Quicksilver because he's yeah. he's yeah. got he's been everywhere, man. And he he's been yes, well he's been a hero and a villain like back and forth a few times too, where he's. He's very, uh, you know, he He's can very easily like, go down the bad yeah, path. Yeah. Even if he has good intentions or is just doesn't know the full story of something but thinks he does because he's arrogant. You know, yeah. Again, it's just there's no, it just seems like he just kind of flips back and forth and doesn't really progress. Whenever I think of Quicksilver, I always think of, like, it's I'm a bit older. So it's, I always think of, like, the 70s, late 70s, early 80s Avengers stuff where he was in the in the series. And he was... I know I'm using air quotes, a main character, but mm. he, it always, every story where he was there, his only purpose was to react 
to something that was happening with Wanda. Like it was always, it had to do with Wanda. Then he would get pissed off and like, oh, like Vision shouldn't be like involved with my sister. You're just a robot. Or if like Simon says something. I should be involved with my sister because it's the (laughs) ultimate universe. Because I'm a robot. I mean, what? Oh, gross. Gross. So now, okay, we've got three pitches. Who would like to go first on how you would like to fix the Quicksilver? Brygo. I'll go. What the hell? I'll get it over with. Um, Do it. Yeah. So mine, uh, you know, I, I part of sometimes it's like we're we're going back to like back to formula and um, you know, going like just from a basic perspective and like completely changing it. Sometimes we're just like kind of retooling the character to work better in the universe. It's pretty open ended. So mine, you know, I, I, I believe no matter what retcons there are, he is Magneto's son. He is a mutant. I uh, I refuse this 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 nonsense that he's an inhuman or whatever the heck else. No, right. not a chance. Yeah, I refuse. Yeah, agreed. And and frankly, it's only a matter of time until that all gets restored anyway in the comics and in everything else. As soon as they start like making X Men movies, they'll be like, okay, whatever. Um, so I'm just gonna go back. Like I'm gonna. He's obviously the son of Magneto. He's got a complicated past. He didn't really know his uh his his parentage. He didn't know his 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 history. He was mis misled by Magneto, and he had, was like had been manipulated a number of times into like being a villain. So he's never going to be like that hero. You know what I mean? Like he's never going to be like a clean hero. He's had his moments, but he has had his setbacks. Um, and again, this is something that uh, maybe a bit of a similarity to some stuff that's been done in other universes and cartoons and stuff to some degree, but he just say Magneto, um, is dead. Magneto dies, uh, basically, yeah, Magneto dies or something. Otherwise you think he's dead. He's, uh, obviously like a mutant rights figure or mutant supremacist, however you want to look at it. And, uh, he's a complicated figure as well. Um, but so Quicksilver kind of like takes up, he sort of becomes like a, a, I'm I'm going to this well again, much like the penguin, but he he comes like a mutant super activist in uh in a way where he sort of like functions on his own. He's basically like a super activist for mutant rights, and he realizes like, okay, well I got super speed, I can basically make things happen before anyone can even see. Like I can, you know what I mean? Like we're Charles is trying to, you know, do this integration thing and trying to like, uh, trying to like uh, win people over and 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 work live within this system and uh, yeah. that's not working. My father yeah. was borderline genocidal or outright genocidal at times and violent, and obviously that didn't work either. So he thinks that he can try to push, you know, try to change things in a in a less violent way. But in a way where it's like, I'm not like, it's not like I'm going to be like, everyone get out and vote because we need mutant rights. It's like, that's not going to work. Right. So he can do this. Like, he's arrogant enough that he thinks he can do this, obviously, to like use the powers of force change. So he's basically, um, you know, he's basically like, if there's any like industry or business that's like, you know, not mutant friendly, you just run in there and sabotage everything. He can just shut them down before they can even uh, move. He doesn't kill anybody, but he'd like, if, if, if anybody is working against mutant rights, he's going to peacefully uh, shut that down in whatever way he can. It's like a sentinel factory. Peacefully just take tears every it screw out of every vehicle that you have. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Elon Musk is uh, is building uh, EV sentinels. He's just going to take apart that factory. You know what I mean? Like, bit by bit, <laughs> absolutely destroy it. And then he'll very, very... Uh, 
he'll take credit for it very uh, boastfully on on you know yes. all the social media platforms after he's done it. So like you know he could be coming for you. You can't catch him. Like everybody's trying to get him because he's technically an outlaw and he's uh, he's um, you know obviously all the politicians will call him like a terrorist and everything like that. But he's got a lot of not just for mutants but regular people. Like you know there's a big kind of a groundswell of like trying to you know people don't like billionaires let's just say that people don't like billionaires people yeah, don't like yeah, injustice that's a fair assessment but you know it feels very much like society is not is, is kind of failing us right now and he's sort of doing something about it and sort of uh recruiting his own kind of brotherhood with a very different with their very different methods so yeah, that's like the thing. A, a like, different skill set and a different approach. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So he's like, and he'll like, if politicians are calling him a terrorist and stuff, you know, they'll be like on their platform talking to media, blink of an eye, they're naked. You know, stuff like yeah. that. Or like, yeah. or, you know what I mean? Or like, he like literally, you know, he like, uh, he could find some dirt on them and just like, boom, there's a giant blown up picture behind them or like a video playing on the screen behind them, like exposing them for corruption and stuff like that. Like he's like, any, basically, if anybody, if you're the enemy of, like, mutant kind and, like, you know, the little guy, he, he's coming for you. You don't know when he will, <laughs> but he will. That's pretty just, good. That's pretty just good. stuff like, like that. It. So he becomes a super controversial figure. He says his stuff online, and, and it's, it's sort of a different thing for the X-Men, right? Because, like, the X-Men still exist, and they still have their goals. And maybe this is this might play a little better pre-Krakoa. Things got a little more a little more complicated Right, I mean, that's not going to last forever. No, for sure. So he like again like Quicksilver. It's hard to see him as a villain. He's not really a villain. He's not killing anybody. He's causing mm. damage, but he's only causing damage to people who, you know, very. It's a good argument. Deserve it. And uh, and the X Men that fine line the X Men walk sort of you know they're in that position being like we don't really know how to we can't are we gonna speak out against this are we gonna try to fight him on this? Yeah. Is he has he proven like are his are our methods even effective? Now, in in with that he's done doing all this stuff, so I just thought that might be a, a fun little story. I like it. I like. Yep. Can I go next? Yeah, if you want to go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. So with mine, I'm I'm thinking he's got this kid. He's got Luna. Who? Yeah. He he does. You know, everybody's he's, he's, totally forgotten. Yeah. Exactly. No. She shows up sometimes. Yeah. You know, she she's living on the moon or wherever the hell the Inhumans are living these days. <laughs> Uh, and you know, they, they used to, they used to have a relationship and they don't really anymore. He doesn't see her that often. So, you know, he, he's this sort of low level, sometimes Avenger. He's just, you know, he's paying the bills. Uh, and he's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a big deal. I used to be an Avenger. And, uh, Luna is just sort of like, yeah, like, kind of sometimes. <laughs> whatever, whatever, dad. Yeah, exactly. And you know, she's six years old. She's been six years old for a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for, I mean, especially look, looking at the, the timeline of Marvel stuff from Quicksilver's perspective, he's like, you should be 40 at this point. Yeah. Because really. she yes. should be. She, you know, the character premiered 40 years ago now. Yeah. But so he, you know, he wants to build a relationship with, with his daughter. So they go on on a no powers trip because she also has, has powers. Uh she was exposed to the Terrigen mess a few years ago, so she does actually have abilities. They they talk to Beast, and he makes he makes them like these, you know, sort of power removing uh, devices or serum or something. And Beast thinks it's gross because he's all you know Krakoa yeah. now. Um, <laughs> but they they you know get depowered for a little bit, and they go have a no powers road trip in Europe. You know, you could throw some some Wondagore stuff in there, but they they take a road trip 
to Disneyland Paris because Europe is fun. And I had to look it up. I had to like look up last night. Is it's Euro still Disney there? still a thing? Oh, Disneyland Paris. Okay, whatever. It's still uh, there? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So they, they take like a no powers road trip. They get to Disneyland Paris and it sort of teaches him patience and also allows him to, to bond with his kid. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they bond hard and he has to sort of learn like, okay, I live my life really, really fast. I'm, you know, always waiting for everybody at all times. Now I don't have a choice and I have to, but I'm also, you know, normal or really slow. Yeah. But, you know, something something happens at Disneyland Paris. Someone attacks. Who could it be? Of course, it's Batrock the Leaper because you're in France. Of course. He's the, it's him or the Grey Gargoyle. Pick one or the other. <laughs> I don't know if the gray gargoyle is even French, but he does have a little mustache, so... Kyle, I, I, Kyle, I think we can pick both, frankly. I think we can do both. That's I believe fair. in us. Mm-hmm. Living the dream. <laughs> but but for whatever reason, his, his powers don't come back oh. uh, during this attack. So he sort of has to learn, okay, using, you know, the skills that I've sort of had to adapt and live with in the, in the past week or so, been doing this road trip... I gotta, I gotta beat these guys. He managed to, and you know, he gets his powers back eventually. But he not only reconnects with with this kid that he has, that he, you know, has has very much not been a part of her life for a lot of it. Uh, but he also learns sometimes you gotta slow down. That's the button. This, uh, this is a feel good movie. Yep. But also, yeah, yeah. I, I I think that that. Uh... That actually kind of deals with a few aspects of the character that, that need a lot of, I, I think, deserve some fle- fleshing out and would probably yeah. fix a lot of the issues with the character. Because, again, it's like, yeah, well, you it's, have... it's like, why is, he a, why is he a dick? He's he's a dick, you know, he's said because everyone else seems like they're taking forever to do everything. Yeah. And yeah. what if he wasn't in that situation? What if he could just be like, yeah, exactly. Ice cream, please. And then he gets an ice cream. Yeah. I don't know where ice cream comes in. I want ice cream. I, and I think like pushing the character to a point where like he he actively chooses this he chooses this to sort of like as a good experience for both him and his daughter and like it's a, a sign of maturity for him in this role and having to actually step up and and then succeed in a super thing with no powers like that could be a wonderful story for Quicksilver that yeah. sounds like that could really push that character forward a bit and desperately needs it <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love I would the, like, so. reconnecting with his daughter thing. That's wonderful. Like, ugh. you could, you know, weekend dad Quicksilver. Yeah, he's kind of been a bit of a deadbeat, and that's not that likable. And you know, you can fix that. Yeah. Yep. Good dad. Good dad, Pietro. I love it. So going kind of off a little bit of a not a similar, but a, a thread of what you just did with uh, him. Yeah, like his main thing is like he does move so fast. His world. And his brain and everything he does moves so fast, and it's yeah. part of what makes everyone him... can run. But he's the best at it. Exactly. Yeah. I have the best sneakers. Um, They're so fast. So <laughs> this is a four. My I, dad my bought me real is, Nikes. I can jump really high in them too. My pitch is a four issue series, um, and it starts. He has been mortally wounded. Uh, he was in a fight with the Juggernaut, and the Juggernaut stopped him. Um, okay. So quick, it, it begins with uh, Quicksilver is paralyzed. He's a quadriplegic. Oh my! Uh, okay. And this is right after the injury. Uh, this is, he's in a specialized chair or whatever, assistant breathing, and it's built by uh, Hank Pym and Tony Stark, and they're trying to help him and trying to like, oh, we could go in and somehow repair his spine and do this and like neurological connections and whatever. Um, 
and uh, they're at, the whole story is them trying to help him, but it's also uh, it becomes an inner dialogue story for Quicksilver, and it kind of goes like a, a surrealistic Sandman-esque sort of way, um, where it's an exploration into Pietro's mind as he battles with the inability to move, which was his the thing yeah. that he does. He moves, yeah. but he moves very fast. All of a sudden, he is unable to move at all. So, uh, four-issue series, and it's delving into what drives him, his fears, his loves, his hates, his relationships, and most importantly, why he's such a horrible person. Uh, and he knows <laughs> it. He's, he's aware. It's not like he's not aware of oh, yeah. how he treats people and how he reacts. He knows that he's very short-tempered and he does it, but he's like, it's just how I am. I can't, I can't help him. So each issue deals with a different aspect of his life. Like a big part of it is his sisters, is his relationship with Wanda and how they grew up. A big part of it is Magneto and his father, his relationship with his father, uh, just his choices of what he's done over the years. Uh, and then a big part, of course, is his power, power to move incredibly fast, defines who he is and how he acts. All the while, Pym and Stark are working on saving his busted spine and broken neural connections, trying to figure out what to do. So in the end, he's gone through this harrowing journey, this this inner hero's journey, and he comes out the other side. He's almost died in this process. So there's a bit of a, like, I've faced mortality and I have to question things. Stark and Pym solve it with tech and possibly with Wanda's help. A little bit of hex magic helps kind of put things back together he emerges physically whole again so he's able to walk and you discover at the end of this only one day has passed but everything moving so fast oh. for Pietro like it's it's four issues but it's really it's yeah. one day so oh, he's gone me. through all this stuff and it's all processed so much up to this point it seems like it's been a long time um, and you could write it so it makes it it, it yeah. amplifies that it makes it make seem it make really it come long. out like bi-monthly or the one that's yeah. every two months. And it, yeah. yeah, it seems yeah. like it's just this really long drawn out thing. Uh, but it's awesome. Now he can he can walk and he can run and he can do his thing again, but he's never going to be the same. And it ends with, like, he's about to walk out of the medical facility or whatever and, and say, say Luna's with him and says, like, do you want to run, Dad? And he's like, no, I'll walk. And it's like him making that decision to I'll, I'll, I'll slow things down. Maybe I need to. That's awesome. I like that a lot. You tell I mean, like that almost on, brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, Aww. I think like touch on again, like a, like a, a kind of you know, like a. It's not similar at all, but it sort of has the same kind of result for the character, which I think is positive. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's wonderful. Yeah. And yeah, that would be really cool. Well, again, that... just literally playing with with his perception of in a way that's like immediate. Like that's. I feel like weirdly enough they don't get that across it's more just explained than seen and experienced in that way and and, yeah. and that's that would make the, all the difference right there because it's right there well it was that or i was gonna do like a really fast bout of diarrhea yeah mm. but i figured maybe i could yeah. you gotta have a comedy option just in case right it's, it's yeah, gotta yeah be there. exactly yeah. yeah like you uh, drawn, uh, mine was just drawn by upon... chip sadarsky yeah yes oh <laughs> <laughs> chip <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> well, on that yeah. note, let's all get some chips. Ah! Oh, insert and crunching noises here. Just angry crunches. <laughs> no, crunch angry. <laughs> Can we uh, get another take on that where you crunch more angrily? All right. Well, I think we fixed him. Did we fix Quicksilver? Yep. I think Time we did. will tell. 
I think but three we'll times. We'll see. Uh, we'll see when that comic comes out. We'll revisit this episode when uh, Marvel takes her idea and yeah. yep. we find out about that. Yeah, that's cool. I uh, do you think we can still get that five thousand bucks? <laughs> That'd be nice. I don't. I don't think that five thousand bucks was ever on the table, right? No, it's never on the table. Or going to the no. premiere, we're gonna get nothing. But we can buy the comics uh, oh, and boy. the toys. Well, we can steal the comics. That's true. Yeah. Really, thanks, quickly. internet. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of thanks, internet. Thanks, internet, for listening to this episode. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, you can, you know, find it wherever you get podcasts. You know how that works. Or go to zeroissues.com and listen to it there. You can like and subscribe wherever uh, they're subscribable. You can should be tell everyone. If, they're, if there's anywhere that are not subscribable, if there's anywhere that they're not subscribable, um, tell us. And we'll, we'll try to make that happen for you. Yeah. Uh, as uh, for personal you, plugs. As always. Oh, no, keep going, keep going. You go, 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 go. Thank you go. as always to uh, Ocean City Defender, K. Preston Merkley for all the uh, the musical stuff that he does and does so well. Uh, the themes and all the interstitial bits. Uh, check him up under Ocean City Defender. Not the game, but the music. Mm-hmm. And who are we? Oh, well, who are we? Who are we? Who are you pointing at? What's happening? Uh, uh, Merk. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Merk. Merk! We're we're probably Mark! he's pointing. We're in Zoom and Kyle's pointing. I'm like we're probably. I was pointing. I was just. Po- I was. I was trying to show like you go, you go, I'll go. <laughs> All right. So we uh, jump in here. I'm Merck. You can find me at merkasylum.ca. M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca. Merck on Facebook. Merkanot like astronaut on Instagram. And uh, that 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 just jump in here was not me trying to tell you to jump in here. I knew you were jumping in there. I'm just uh, okay. Just talking. All right. Just talking i'm bry Kotick and i'm just talking and you can find uh so occasionally i'm just making comics uh not too much recently but uh they're, they're, they're welcome to your after.com you can go to welcome to your after.com to see those and uh you can also see uh photos of things going on in my life which is mostly just uh my dog and uh comic books uh and that's at b-r-y-k-o-t-y-k on Instagram. And my name is Kyle Lees, and you can check out my stuff at thekylelees.com or thekylelees on Instagram or thekylelees.shop on Instagram. And, as a, as a fun treat, uh, you can have my first book for free by going to bit.ly slash Ski Ninjas 1. Uh, yeah. and there you go. You can have my first book. It's called uh, Ski Ninjas. This is free on the internet. Yes, it is. Have it. Mm-hmm. There you go. You could have it physically too, if uh, you could have it physically, the... but that's going to cost you. That'll cost I mean, you, you could but, you could uh, print it out if you want. Just print the whole thing. To. Yeah, you I think it's worth. Paper. I think it's worth the cost to have. Uh, print it at your book. office if you have one. <laughs> and then it's free, unless <laughs> do... they find out, and then you're in trouble. Then you're in trouble. Unless I'm your boss. Maybe I am. I'm not. Okay, we if... got to go. Let us know if Kyle's your boss. Gotta run. Speaking <laughs> of bosses. I gotta go to work. Gotta go fast. Uh, Bye. Chili dogs.